Hey girl, just headed home for my meeting with my history professor after failing my exam. Yeah, I know, but I just don't see about how learning about the history of biking is so important. Like, yeah, I use a bike now, but that doesn't mean I need to know or care about why there's a bike path for me to ride on. Wait, I think I see something in the road. It looks like an old newspaper. Whoa, it looks like it's from... Hey, I'm Logan Hood, and you're listening to Here You Are, Season 5, Episode 2, The Past and Presence of Side Paths. What is of benefit to all, all should pay for, Wheelman, October 4th, 1898? That can't be. Whoa, I think this newspaper's from 1898. Oh my God, where am I? What happened? What am I wearing? Hey, are you okay? You look a little confused. Wait a minute, you're not from here, are you? Who are you? How do you know that? What the hell am I wearing? Girl, breathe. My name's Mary Raymond. Everything is going to be okay. Okay, I know I'm totally gonna sound crazy right now, but I was just talking to my friend about how I failed my stupid exam on history of biking, and now I'm here in what I'm assuming is 1898. First of all, biking is not stupid. And if you think that it is, you're stupid. But yes, it is 1898, and I'm pretty sure I know why you're here. Wait, don't say anything. Be quiet. Did you just call me? Shh. We can't expect everyone to pay these ridiculous taxes, Raymond. You're out of your mind. Come here, follow me. This way, come on. What was that back there? Were they talking about bike paths? And didn't you say your last name is Raymond? Who was that? That was my dad, Charles Raymond, and someone he works with arguing about taxing people for side paths. My dad thinks that everyone should have to pay taxes for the side paths, but clearly not everyone is on board. Wait a minute. What's a side path? A side path is a path separate from the road that is made specifically for cyclists to ride on. So it's basically a bike path. I see now. I'm here to learn a lesson on why the history of biking is so important, aren't I? So what's your dad have to do with side paths? My dad is known as the father of the side path movement. He is really passionate about having separate paths for bikers and even more passionate about those paths being well-made, which is why he is fighting for taxation of bikers. What do you mean? Well, in the beginning of the side path movement, they were making the paths using mostly gravel or cinder, and they were short, cheap to make, and used mostly for leisure. So y'all want to make them bougie now? Well, yeah. Once you get a little outside the city, there really aren't many paths, and the ones that are there are in horrible condition and unable to be safely ridden on. They paid for the construction of these side paths by getting donations, and a lot of the people who use them help in the construction of making them, my dad included. Okay, Daddy Bob the Builder. But who is willing to donate? Big companies such as Pope Manufacturing Company and Overman Wheel Company. We've also held quite a few side path conventions all over New York, including right here in Rochester, to try and fundraise for the construction of side paths. A couple weeks ago, my dad let me go with him to a side path convention all the way out in Utica. It was the third annual side path convention to be held in that location, and there were actually representatives from 24 counties there, including my dad, who is the president. Well, he definitely sounds better than our president. 
Why were there so many people there? Isn't it like really hard to travel that far in this day and age? Like why did they even care? Well, yes, but the purpose of the side path conventions is to raise awareness and give money for the movement. It also gives an opportunity for all of the representatives to discuss amongst themselves how they can continue the side path movement and connect the side paths through construction. It kind of sounds like y'all need Zoom. What's that? Don't worry, it's after your time. So anyways, these conventions? Yeah, even though there were some side paths built before the movement blew up with the creation of the safety bike, there were no longer nearly enough side paths. Plus, they didn't connect and they were pretty much unrideable. What do you mean unrideable? You see the path we're on right now? Yeah, it's super uneven and bumpy. Would you want to ride a bike on this? Hell no. I feel like I'd get aches in every joint. Now look over there. Do you see that machine? Yeah, it kind of looks like a big rolling pin. Well, that's a side path roller. And look at the path behind it. It's really smooth. i definitely ride that. Exactly. So the cost of the path we are on right now is around $100 to $300 per mile. And the cost of that side path over there is around $2,000 to $5,000 God mile. damn, that's a big difference. Yeah, but it's totally worth it. You can see that. My dad is trying to implement a taxation for all bicyclists so they can fund the creation of more side paths that are nice like that one and grow the side paths to connect to one another. How is he trying to tax the bikers? Like, does everyone get taxed? Is there some big burly guy knocking on every biker's door going, Side path taxes. There are some organizations of cyclists that have an initial fee and monthly dues, etc., that also help fund these side paths. My dad runs one of these organizations called the Niagara County Side Paths League. That's a mouthful. But my dad doesn't think it's enough. I mean, you don't have to be part of one of these organizations to ride and own a bike. He wants everyone with a bike to be contributing to the roads that they ride on. Because if everyone contributes, then everyone can enjoy lots of nice paths like that one that connect to everything and they don't need to be shared. But how does he expect everyone to pay and hold them accountable to pay continuously? I know if I were someone with a bike, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll pay, and then dip and never pay again. Well, once someone purchases a bike, they have to pay a fee. Then they get taxed between 50 cents to a dollar. And if they didn't pay that tax, they would risk getting their bike taken away from them. And people weren't cool with paying 50 cents? If only they knew about inflation. A lot of people think it's ridiculous, especially those that have a bike that don't ride on the paths often. My dad tried to take the taxation to the civil council, but it failed. Personally, I think that we need to focus a bit more on making sure that there is inclusivity within biking before making everyone pay. Wait, let me guess. Only white men can ride bikes. Kind of. It's a bit more complicated than that. Since the creation of the safety bike, the cost of biking has gone down to around $100 to $200. This means that it is now easier for people of the middle class to get bikes. I still feel like that's pretty expensive. Well, it's not for poor people. I've had a bike for a while, but with the clothing I have to wear to uphold my reputation, it sometimes makes it challenging to ride. This get up uphold your reputation as what? A milkmaid? A milkmaid would dream to wear this designer piece, please. Anyways, what about African-American? Segregation's a thing, right? 
Yeah, so African Americans can buy bikes, but they can't be in the same clubs or organizations as white people. I've heard of a couple African American biking clubs in a place called Boston, but everyone is technically allowed to ride a bike if they can afford it. Wow, biking, what a luxury. For some it is. For most though, it's pointless. Like if you're working for 12 hours a day, you aren't going to want to bike in the few hours you have off. Unless biking is your way of transportation to get to and from work or to and from school in the case of young men. But leisurely, biking is more for the middle and upper class folks. Oh, how the tables have turned. What do you mean? Is biking a poor people thing now? Wait, how do you not know all this stuff about the side paths and the side path movement? Is it no longer a thing anymore? You could say that, but it appears as though you're going to get to see it for yourself. God, I cannot wait to get out of these clothes. How many layers do I have on right now? 74? Mama always says, beauty is pain and don't complain. You're telling me you don't wear a hoop skirt and corset every day? Wouldn't be caught dead in one. Just wait until you see our clothes. You're going to have a conniption. Ah, climate change, gas prices are rising again, and Trump is running for 2024. October 4th, 2022. Sounds just about right. Whoa, what are those things? And why are they so fast and everywhere? And where's all the grass? What am I wearing? Why is it clinging to my legs? And this blouse? Why is my midriff showing? How unladylike. What is a Forever 21? Welcome to the 21st century. See, I told you you'd love the clothes. So as you can see, cars kind of took over the world, and we drive them everywhere we need to go. Yay pollution. Boo Earth. So those big tin cans are cars? I mean, I've heard of them before in my time, but they looked nothing like this. And they're hurting the environment? And no one rides bikes anymore? What happened? No, people still ride bikes, but not as many as it should be. And honestly, people look down on those who ride bikes because they can't afford a car. I'm not really too sure exactly what happened in the side path movement, although I probably should know. But I do know someone who might. Who? His name is Professor Longhurst, and he's a professor at the University of Wisconsin. We're going to travel all the way to Wisconsin? Sheesh, that'll take weeks. Well, maybe not in one of those fancy cars. I'm so excited for the cheese, though. No, not a chance. I'm lactose intolerant. Remember when I said y'all needed Zoom for the side path conventions so you didn't have to travel that far? Well, you're about to witness it firsthand. But don't think too hard about how it works. Again, it's after your time. We'll just have to walk right across this bridge and then into the library where we can meet him on my laptop. Remember, you're from 2022, not 1898. Okay, I got this. My acting skills are amazing. Oh, lordy. I can't wait. Uh, I'm James Longhurst. I'm a professor of history at the University of Wisconsin in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, and I'm the author of Bike Battles, A History of Sharing the American Road. Hello, Professor Longhurst. This is my friend Mary, and she'd like to learn a bit more about why the side path movement ended. Yes, I'm a teenage girl from 2022 for sure. Uh, what happened to the side path movement? 
Why did it die down, and why don't you hear about it anymore? And then the problem is that these places are now paid for out of user fees. And as the golden age of bicycling fades, the bicycle boom, and it's a fad uh, nationwide.、Uh, as that fades, there's fewer users, and so there's less money coming in. And so the side path、um, movement sort of loses steam. And then it, it's absolutely erased when the good roads movement, which is an attempt to convince people to pave and engineer road surfaces, this is before the automobile, and the good roads movement finally gains some success in state legislatures. And when that happens, the engineers take the、uh, dirt road and the side path next to it, and they pave both of them together. And so the side paths that were built get erased underneath the new road surface, the widened, engineered, paved. And so in places like Rochester or、um, in the Twin Cities, where side paths were actually built, they disappear. So basically, the side path movement ended because of the same reason my dad is fighting for now. Yeah, I guess people didn't want to pay the tax, and there wasn't enough funding. And once the car became affordable enough, they built roads right over top of the side paths. So all this work he is doing right now is for nothing. I really can't believe those cheapos couldn't afford the small price he asked them to pay. I mean, well, if you look at it that way, yes. But there's actually a lot of bike paths in Rochester. They're used mostly for leisure. But there are quite a few in the city that connect to important places, such as University of Rochester campus, the hospitals, and so on. For example, I take a bike path every day to get from my off-campus apartment to class and to work as well. It is so much cheaper and easier to afford than those crazy gas prices and trying to find parking. So you're saying you're poor, right? I mean, I'm in college, so I'm far from rich. But isn't that what your dad and mom are for, right? Oh, shut up. Let's go look at a bike path or something. So, where are these bike paths? They're all over the city. My personal favorite, though, is the bike path that travels along both sides of the Genesee River. I'm from the countryside, and there's a lot of trees and grass surrounding the path, so it barely feels like you're in the city, and it reminds me of home. Okay, country girl. My dad has been talking about building a side path along the Genesee River for years. He says it will be so pretty and useful. I guess he eventually does. I would love to go see it. Come on, this way. It's right around the corner. Wow, this is beautiful, especially on a day like today. Do you ride here often? Watch it. I have a boyfriend. I do usually ride on this trail for leisure, and I try and come as often as I can. Sometimes I walk my dogs as well, but they like to say hi to everyone, and I do not. It's really cool. Although, you people look at those glowing devices far too much. I know it's after my time, so I don't need to get it. But you're an old lady. You watch your mouth. I'm like 200 years older than you, which means I am far wiser. So a really old lady. I actually happen to know a thing or two about this trail as well. Learned it in my history class. Oh yeah. Yeah, it connects diverse neighborhoods. Which I know wasn't a thing back in your day. It also connects three waterfalls, eight bridges, and eleven parks. All of those parks have their own network of bike paths as well. 
Oh, wow. Look at who knows her history. Well, you know my generation is really good at memorizing and regurgitation. Lovely. So there is a decent amount of bike paths in Rochester? Yeah. I know it's a topic of conversation right now that building more bike paths is important and people are advocating for it. Why are they now? If the side path movement ended, what is making biking popular again? Honestly, probably the fact that gas is over $5 a gallon. Or maybe the horrible carbon footprint that we're leaving on this earth. But I do know someone who's been in Rochester for quite some time and should know a thing or two about it. Really? Who? His name is Roger Levy. He owns the bike repair shop in Collegetown. He's also a U of R alum. All right, let's pay him a visit. Okay, but remember, you don't need to announce that you're from 2022. He's just going to assume that. a little boy it was all farms so we've really grown very fast and unfortunately a lot of the growth is outward and the city is being hollowed out so the big crowds we used to see downtown are not there and we have a lot of group rides where we just ride random rides around the city and you know people are very happy to see large groups of cyclists do you think that there's a I think I was about one of ten cyclists when I went to the university. And uh, there's... It's interesting that, why do you think that there's been such an increase? Which, because obviously, like, you know, cars... Yeah, I think that um, the generations younger than myself are just smarter. You know, and they wear helmets, you don't have to force them to. (laughs) A lot of people my age wouldn't. And a lot of people of my generation, as soon as they got a car, they never rode a bike again. But I think a lot of them are returning to it, and so that's a large part of my business. And they'll bring in an old bike that's a racing bike, and I'll convert it to a comfort bike. So the older generation that you were just talking about that has kind of gotten back into bicycling, what do you see they use it more for? Like, do they use it more for recreational activities or solely yeah. transportation? Because you use it solely for transportation. Well, both. Well, yes. And both, they do but. have a fair amount of transportation cyclists. So they were uh, not at all focused on toys or racing, which is what a lot of people born in the 50s and the 40s, you know, they were either racing or, yeah, as I say, they outgrew their cycling as soon as they got a car or a license. And people thought it was kid stuff. You know, bicycles were classified as toys for a long time by the Trade Commission. 
I guess my dad did have an impact after all, even if it wasn't what he was hoping for. Yeah, sounds like once cars became popular again, biking into a source of transportation again. At first, when I saw it here, I was shocked. And a little sad to see that cars had taken over and my dad's work had been for nothing. But it sounds like biking is becoming popular again. And girls can even bike too with these fancy pants. What do you call them? Those are leggings. Leggings. Interesting. But you're right. I mean, hopefully my generation can pick up where your dad left off and use the foundations that he built to revamp the side path movement. I'm definitely going to pass my exam now, and maybe there will be a bike path movement in our future. That would be pretty cool. Hopefully it doesn't get taken over by some even more advanced tin cans. Oh, it probably will. Isn't that just how life works? But just like with the side paths, remnants of the history will remain. Hey, look, I think it might be time for you to head home. You're right. Hey, look, someone from my hometown was riding his bike and got hit by a train. The gossip is going to be so good. September 16th, 1898. Sounds like home. Hey, you never told me how you knew I wasn't from 1898 when you saw me. Oh, that's a story for another time. Toodles! I guess we'll never know. Here You Are is a podcast created by students at the University of Rochester. Our sound designer and engineer for this episode was Kwame. Our lead researchers were myself, Shayna, and Quinn. And our episode producer was me, Logan. We'd also like to thank Roger Levy and James Longhurst for their interviews. And our music was provided by Blue Dot Sessions. A special thank you to Hopper Bike Share for providing bikes for the Here You Are team this season. The executive producers are Thomas Fleischman and Steven Rossner. And be sure to check out other episodes of Here You Are Season 5, Cycle Paths, at hereyouare.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you! Thank you!